Welcome everybody to the Nomex Effect Show. We're back again. Uh, got some cool stuff to uh, talk about this week. Uh, I'm Sean Langdon. J.R. Todd. Going to uh, give you guys some more. Going to give you some more Nomex Effect, what you guys want. We uh, go on Facebook Live, get you guys to uh, ask some questions. We'll, uh, we got some topics we want to talk about. Get you guys to uh, ask some questions. We could talk about them at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll try to get uh last 20 or 30 minutes, answer everybody's questions. Got some topics we want to go over. Of course, we got track prep once again. Uh, recap how our weekend went, which was pretty well. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I think it was a good weekend. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of pretty cool things that that happened last weekend. Uh, you know, some fast times, which we haven't seen the last couple of races. Not, I mean, to say a little bit of a surprise, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, with the weather, the way the the track was in Topeka and the weather conditions, I mean, all in all, it wasn't that bad. Even though the track prep is still an issue, it uh, it got better. Yeah, I think a lot of that. Um, I think a lot of that got better with the uh, with the cooler conditions. Obviously, we saw on Friday a lot of the conditions were uh, a little bit warmer. Um, a lot of the teams, some of the teams did a good job of getting down the track. A lot of the teams struggled, but I think as the weekend went on, we saw the temperatures cool down a little bit. We got that cloud cover, uh, which is what the crew chiefs love. Um, I, I think, uh, I think a lot of the, a lot of the teams were really excited about being able to make those good runs again. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I didn't really know. What to expect? We got some sound problems. Can you buy here's? Oh, what do we got going on? Uh oh. We got. What about now? Better? Is that, is that better? How about now? County Fair sand, sand drag. All right. All but, right. But yeah, yesterday uh, the weather came around. It was a little cloud cover, and I don't know what the track temperature was, but it uh, I think it played into everybody's favor because you saw the, the best, best times all weekend, right? Yeah, I mean, we definitely saw uh, – we saw some funny cars get back into the 380s. Um, we saw some 360 dragster runs. Um, pro stocks were running back in the 650s. So I, I think that what we need is we, we need those cooler conditions. And obviously uh, we can't control Mother Nature. Mother Nature is going to do what it's going to do. Uh, when the sun comes out, there, there's only so much you can do. Um, and obviously it plays quite a bit of uh, havoc with the crew chiefs. But um, I think as it kind of progresses, as these crew chiefs get uh, a little bit handle, a better handle on on these conditions, uh, working on their tune-ups a little bit, um, when we can get that, I mean, I believe it, it, we got down to under 100-degree uh, track temp, and I, I think these guys were able to uh, get these clutches a little bit better where they could they could start applying a lot more power. 
Yeah, and I th- I don't know how the track uh, prep was yesterday, what they did, or if it was consistent or not. But it seemed like it. I mean, other than us smoking the tires, but I'll take the blame for us smoking the tires because I mean I had the car out of the groove, but both cars that we ran against put down some stellar times, and it seemed like the track prep really wasn't an issue yesterday. But going into the weekend, I think it was still a little suspect and. It's going to be a a work in progress, but I know that Josh Peterson got on TV and talked about it, and he came over and talked to uh, Connie at some point during the weekend, and, you know, we talked to Connie later that night at the hotel, and it sounded like things are on the up as far as NHRA working with the teams on how the tracks are going to be prepped. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a good thing um, that's going on right now with uh, a lot of the crew chiefs, team owners, um, NHRA obviously, Everybody's wanting to put on a good show, man. We don't want to go out there and smoke tires as a driver. That sucks. <laughs> Last thing we want to do is go and stand on the gas and can't get down the racetrack. Um, but I, I think the the progress that, that we've all been making uh, from the teams to uh, NHRA has been a great thing. Um, I think that obviously we can't control the weather, but I think if we could get uh, you know on the night runs, I think on the, the cloudy days, cooler track conditions we don't necessarily need that track prep uh you know 100 percent like what we were used to um but i i i still believe that you know when we get on tracks uh that are 115 plus 120 plus uh degrees i think that you know those are the times that we might need a little bit more track prep yeah that's what i'm worried about going into uh the next upcoming swing that we have four races in a row because i got a feeling these are going to be some hot tracks and some of them can be a little suspect even when the track prep is good i mean bristol is pretty bumpy with uh the tunnels that we have there and if uh it's hot and slick there i mean we're going to need some help on nhra's end to make it a, a good show i think and i don't know time will tell but i didn't realize how much track prep goes into uh before the teams even show up say you know tuesday or wednesday i mean i guess they would go out and spray maybe a hundred percent just to have a a nice base down and from my understanding like they cut back on that as well yeah and that that's kind of what uh what i've been told as well is um just the, the overall process from uh what they go into the weekend to what they do during the weekend to uh the amount of spray how much spray is going down um you know, to how fast the, the, the quads going down the track, uh, putting the spray, but yeah, I definitely think with these, the, the four races coming up, going to Chicago, Chicago is one of those tracks that is very tricky when it gets hot, but when it's cool out, you get cooler conditions. It's fast. It's, um, sometimes you get really good air there. Uh, well, we go to Richmond, which we haven't been to in a long time since 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's, you know, a lot of question marks there. Um, but I believe that they, they, uh, repaved it all. Yeah. I think it's all concrete now, all concrete now, which, uh, which what we've seen with a lot of these tracks is, um, on these concrete tracks, uh, they have a lot better, a lot more potential to, to hold these fast times. Bristol's obviously kind of a crapshoot, um, temperature related with, like I said, with the bumps, but I think with the hotter conditions, these hotter conditions, kind of exploit these bumps a little bit more right. because when you get on these cooler tracks and it's got that grip majority of the time you can go over these bumps it'll have it'll go over the bump but it still has enough grip that it can hold that tire um but then again you know going to norwalk after that going to norwalk 
they just repaved uh, Norwalk as well. And it and from the pictures, what I've seen on the internet, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks smooth. I didn't see any of the times from uh, the division race they had there last weekend, but I didn't hear of any problems either. So, I mean, that's a, that's a positive. And, yeah, I look forward to going there with uh, the new surface because I'm sure it's going to be nice and smooth. But, you know, Topeka has always been one of the best tracks on the tour, right? I, I believe so. With the surface. But we got there this year, and there was a pretty serious bump in the left lane, which I don't remember it being that bad in the past. And it, it, uh, it definitely reared its ugly head there a few times for us throughout uh, qualifying and even on race day. Yeah, and I, and I think a little bit of that goes to uh... – you know, just like we we talked about with the conditions, with the the amount of prep that's there. Um, you know, when when you measure uh, the torque reading of the track, and and there just isn't as much glue out there. There's not as much rubber out there. Uh, you go to a hotter track. I mean, it, it got a little bit warm, um, so I think it exposed that bump a little bit more. But one cool thing that I haven't experienced uh, yet is night racing these things. Yeah, and how'd you like that? I was scared shitless. <laughs> that honestly, like, okay, I'm not saying it's the first time I experienced it, but that was probably my first full run from start line to the finish line under power at night. And I didn't really like it. I, I thought it was awesome. I, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is, is Topeka is actually a very well lit track. Uh, when you're, you're standing in, in the grandstands or, or on the starting line and, there's a lot of lights and, and everything is lit up well. And so being, I've had kind of a, a, I wouldn't say a night run, but I've had a dark run that I've made before. Um, and so I go to do the burnout and I'm backing up from the burnout and I look down the track and I don't see nothing. I see all black. You can't see the groove at all. And it, it was crazy. And I, I see all black and I'm thinking, what the heck do I do right now? Because I, I I'm trying to get this figure. I, I barely have hard enough time keeping this thing straight when it's sunny, the sunniest day possible, and you can absolutely see the groove. And I'm backing up, thinking, man, I hope I don't mess this up. And and I look and I see, okay, I see a white wall and I see an orange cone, right? And I'm gonna aim in the middle of these things, and I'm just gonna pray that this thing stays. Stays going straight, and I, I we made it down the, the the track, made a good run. Um, I come back and I I told my crew chief Nikki uh, Bonifani, I said, I can't tell you where I shut it off, man. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if it was fifty foot in front, a hundred feet past. I kind of went down there and just a timer went off in my head of of where I lifted, but I I got a little bit lost. I I, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say I don't like it. It's just I don't have enough experience doing it. I think that maybe if we did it enough times and made it down the track, that at least you would kind of get a good feel for it to where I was in the same boat, hit the gas, and I'm just steering it like this, it seemed like, trying to keep the thing straight, hoping it's straight. And then I see the cones. I realize I'm on the, the center line. I'm like, oh, shit, get it back over. And saw the wind light come on, and I think we went 95 or 94, which at that time was our best round of the weekend. But, yeah, it was uh, it was sketchy. And I remember everybody saying uh, – John O and the crew guys on how wet the body was when we backed up for the burnout. Yeah, which was really, really crazy because uh, I know uh, Chad Head had come back to me before the run and, and he was really stressing, um, you know, about the visor fogging up or if the window right. fogs up. And it actually, you know, 
it was it was perfect i didn't have any any fog on the, on the window or uh, my visor didn't fog up or anything like that um but yeah they were saying when they put the body down they could just see just the beads of water coming off of the body which was which was absolutely crazy but one cool thing that uh i think would be awesome and i know some people have talked about it we've talked about it um what would it take to do saturday night racing if we were to come up and we were to do something where we do maybe two, three qualifying runs on a Friday and sportsman cars run during the day, we make our runs later in the day, Friday night, and then we go to Saturday where we have a, a regular, you know, run the sportsman cars out, but then kind of close it down and have like a big intro thing. Right. Have bands come out, have uh, put on a, a full show for these fans. And then we start at, say, you know, maybe even do like an eight-car show. Start at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and you end at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we can't do it. Uh, it doesn't have to be an NHRA national event, I don't think. Just somebody, track owner, track promoters, step up and make it happen on an off weekend that doesn't conflict with one of our 24 races. Yeah, I mean, and, and kind of, you know, yesterday when we were talking, one thing that I always thought was cool, growing up in Southern California, um, we'd always go to the, the Supercross events at Anaheim. And one cool thing was was you would go and you'd go to the event and uh, you may go to a restaurant before, grab some beers or what have you. Do or some go, tailgating. Do some tailgating. Uh, go and kind of get into the pits and check everything out. But it was a Saturday night thing, and you still had all day Sunday to do whatever you got to do. Go to church, you know. Go, uh, kids, travel back home travel. if you're coming from out of state, anything like that. Absolutely. And I I kind of mentioned it last week. I think it was that's what we did in IHRA. We would run, I think, two or three runs Friday. I'm almost positive. One on Saturday morning or early in the day, and then we went in the racing, you know, Saturday evening, which you would have all that time, like you said leading up to say you got like a five or six o'clock start time do like a big badass driver intro have you know bands just all kinds of stuff like that fireworks show like anything laser shows right. I mean, yeah there, there's there's uh, the possibilities are really endless on on stuff like that where uh you could just create just a, a big show i mean what we do now we have our driver intro sunday morning uh but it's kind of a whiz bang boom you're it's pretty in, cookie cutter you're, you're 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 in you're out and uh and it, you know, it's it's neat to get the fans up there, though. It's neat to get the fans yeah. at the base of the stage. You hand out your mellow yellow. You give them the high fives. Um, but but I think you know, kind of, I guess a little bit of what I base it off is we watch like the All Star race uh, with the NASCAR race, or watch the, the All Star game, the Home Run Derby with the the MLB and the 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 huge show that these guys put on. I think I think header flames are awesome. I think Saturday night racing is awesome. I think putting on a race. Maybe even doing like an eight-car shootout, $250,000 a win. Yeah, okay. So when you say that, like eight dragsters and eight funny cars or just eight cars? Well, you know, one thing that I think is awesome was way back when. How long ago was, was it that they did that showdown? 99 maybe, somewhere around there. Yeah, and I think, it was, what was it, Vandergriff and Force in the final? Yeah, Bristol. Yeah. Um, the hard thing about that is is the difference of – what the funny cars and drags. I think it'd be bitching to get them to race together, but where is that number? Because obviously dragsters are a little bit quicker than the funny cars. Right. 
So is it a tenth and a half? Is it two tenths? And obviously, we're racing at a thousand feet. You're racing for thousandths of a second. So you really don't want to get uh, anybody too much of an advantage. Yeah, it's got to be a small, if any, advantage. Yeah, and not to mention with funny cars leaving first, that's a, that's a pretty big distraction. I mean, as as a driver, when you're looking at a pro tree and you have that kind of on kill mentality, right. where anything's going to trigger you to hit the gas, and you have a car hitting the gas a tenth and a half to two tenths in front of you. Okay, so if I'm the guy promoting this race and we did this, it's not an NHRA national event. Like I want to do what we said and take the delay number out of the tree or the reaction time number. Okay. Because if a funny car leaves before the dragster and the guy's reacting off the funny car, then there's a good chance he's going to red light. Very true. Absolutely. Instead of looking like a hero having a double O light or a 10 light. Yeah, and I mean, you think of about you know human reaction, and uh, that's about uh, from the time of you hear something or you see something, that's about a tenth and a half. Right. So the the fact that you could get triggered off of that, that would be pretty tricky. Um, I think it would be awesome if there's a way to get it figured out to where we could run funny cars against dragsters. I don't know if that can happen, um, but I think that. Uh, Maybe maybe just put on a, a eight car funny car field and an eight car dragster field. I think that would work. And not if you're gonna have sportsman cars, just you cut that way down. That way, it's the fans are getting to see more nitro cars. There's more fan interaction with the drivers and this and that. Like say we do a big driver intro, we'll maybe do like a Q and A with each driver for five ten minutes or whatever, and just make it all about the drivers and the the actual show. Because you got time. It's not like we're being rushed to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and if and if you have majority of the day on Saturday, um, you would absolutely have uh, uh, the 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 time to be able to do that. Bring the media out. Bring, you know, uh, have have that whole driver intro. Uh, you know, be pretty cool. Pick your own song to come out to. Right. Walk out to right. your own absolutely. song. Absolutely. You get someone to come in. Spends a million dollars to sponsor this race. Each winner, like a funny car and top fuel, 200, 250 grand to win. Who's got a million dollars? Because we have the idea. We just need the million. Step up. Make we- this happen soon. <laughs> I, and I guarantee you, you would get a ton of cars to show up for it. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's some, some pretty cool tracks that, uh, I think that that do a good job of of marketing their race. I mean, you you look at uh, like what the Bandemirs do. I mean, they do. Oh yeah, they do a great job up there. You look at uh, what uh, the Bader family does. I think like on a smaller scale. I mean, West Buck is trying to do it right now with that Pro Mod deal at Bandemir. At Bandemir, like that's kind of what we want to do, or not what we want to do, but would like to see happen. Yeah, we we just. We don't necessarily want to do it. We just want to race for the money. <laughs> yeah. We got all the ideas. We just want to race for more money. If there's a possibility of that, we just uh, there's possibilities. Possibilities are endless. That's a, that's the the bitching thing about our sport is uh, with the drivers that that's out there and and the uh, the talent that's out there and the the possibilities of what these race cars are doing. Um, but I, you know, man, it's just uh, that that making the, that night run. I I had so much adrenaline going through going through me after that run and just thinking about, man, how cool was that? How bitching right. was that? Um, even though I didn't get to see the header flames inside of the car, but just, 
just racing at night. And, uh, you know, I think in the summertime is the time to do it too, because I think in the, in the springtime and in the fall time, it gets a little cold at night, but I think doing it in the summertime, um, that just goes to show you, you know, at Topeka during the day, you got funny cars. Uh, what was it out of, out of Q1? Like a 402 was, was a quick time. Something like that. And then you have, uh, in, in dragster, um, Man, I mean, with the exception of Clay Milliken's run, which was absolutely insane in those conditions, he went 373 at 330. Yeah, he was, what, like six hundreds ahead of everybody or something like that. Something stupid. That was incredible. Uh, Speaking of Clay, man, that's awesome to see him get – he got his second win last weekend. Yeah, that's way cool. That was awesome. Him and Grubby are doing a a fantastic job. Like, we talked yesterday on the ride home – I feel like it's lucky for everybody else in Dragster that the track prep the way, is the way it is now and that it's not cool out at every race or else they'd be in trouble, I think, with those guys. Yeah, it, because those guys, they just make fast runs. Right. A lot. Yeah, a whole lot. A lot. And, and yeah, if, if uh, I, I believe, I mean, not to take anything, because they've done an excellent job this year, but I think – if the track prep was better and there were a little bit cooler conditions that that team would be uh would have a, a couple more wins to their uh to their resume this year but um i mean Terry McMillan going to the final and he's done well lately also they ran great they they had a couple uh i mean in qualifying they had a couple you know top top 3 top 4 top 5 yeah. uh times i mean you know Terry Terry's driving well yeah he is he's a uh... To me, I mean, looking back, he's always been – he'll keep you honest on the starting line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to be like an 060 guy no matter what. And now they're qualifying better, and they're actually – like, they're racing well. Yeah, they they're, they got a good car on Sunday. And I, I, I think I was actually looking at the points, and he's fifth in points. I could see that because he's been going late rounds where a lot of the top teams are struggling on race day now. Right, right. Yeah, and and so I think that that's pretty cool seeing, uh, seeing, seeing Clay – just i mean that that run i remember not too many times people can leave alan reinhardt speechless <laughs> and I, I i think that alan was pretty speechless on that run yeah that was uh i thought i heard him wrong when he said it but yeah that was a big time run what was that saturday i think so i think it was yeah it just blew blew everybody out of the water on that run but it's cool to see that it's cool to have the possibility you know with on on these race tracks too be able to lay down good runs like that. Um, so, you know, just as we progressed through the weekend, it was getting a lot cooler out, and, and the guys were figuring it out. The crew chiefs were figuring it out. And it just progressively – I think the the weekend just progressively got better. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I – like I said, I don't know about the track prep, but it, to me it seems like they were consistent with it as the weekend went on because a lot of the teams weren't out there misjudging the track or or throwing up you know yeah and 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 monday even had monday nationals had good racing oh yeah yeah for uh not getting any cracks at it before monday morning well i mean sunday night you did but i felt like teams were out there and threw down i mean courtney went 89 against us at 330 yeah hype made a good run against us you know we just smoked the tires had broke a clutch arm but you know stuff's Stuff's going to happen. That's part of racing. All in all, not a bad weekend, though. Semifinals for both of us. Definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, considering, you know, everything that, that happened. But, yeah. Yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of changes go on and part of the business. So. That's right. 
think it's uh but you got good team good group and we kind of worked together and and uh got both cars of semis we're, we're gonna run each other in the final this year man i feel it we got we got two good teams i was feeling good yesterday about it happening yeah now I, I felt pretty good about us finally hitting the tree decent and I could not – I raced Robert twice in qualifying, and I raced Robert in the semis, and this dude absolutely wrecked me on the tree. He was 040, 050, and then I don't exactly know – what I'm going to look this up real quick. Just Yeah, well, I mean, I felt like I was pretty good first round – or first round. The semis yesterday, I was 056 and got tattooed by two hundreds. Yeah. 036 by Courtney, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Robert actually did a good job. Like I said, he was 040, 050, and 058. I got nothing for that. I could probably slide it in a little bit and steal some on the tree, but, you know, I was trying to stage shallow. and, and But, I mean, he stayed in shallow. He was 057 to 062. He was hitting the tree good. Yeah, all weekend. Got a good car. Courtney was doing good. She she drove, She's driven well, actually, lately. She's... uh. She's got a fast car. Got a fast car with confidence. Right, yeah. She's had a fast car all season long. Now they're just doing a awesome job racing it, and like her confidence is definitely way up. I mean, she's won the last two races, and then she's driving well. Yeah, and that's that's almost impossible to beat. When you got a right. good car, you got a driver with confidence, and a driver... You know, I was talking to her a couple races ago, and uh, we were kind of sharing stories back and forth about driving and... and you know, my struggles, her struggles, and this and that. And she's saying, you know, she felt like she was struggling a little bit on the tree. And then... What would you tell her, man? I tried not to tell her anything because I knew that she'd get it figured out eventually. Yeah, whatever. But I, I didn't tell she her nothing. Fig- well, she figured it out. <laughs> I didn't tell her nothing to go with 36. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Another uh, another first-time winner, Derek Kramer in Pro Stock. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, you like to keep up on all that. I mean... Yeah, that's awesome because the class needs that kind of new life. Yeah, I just, you know, obviously with the uh, got KB power. Um I mean what what a what a kind of a cool cool way for him. I mean, I believe he qualified number 1. He was actually number 1 qualifier and then uh drove well the last the last two rounds he was 006 and 009. That's pretty serious. Be Erica in the final. Yeah. I mean that that that's bitching, man, and that that's good for that class. I know that the, the class kind of goes up and down, um, as far as you know the the competitiveness. I think right now that class that class is is very competitive. There's a lot of really actually good drivers for for what what I I think um, in that class. I mean you know obviously you, you have your your talented drivers, you know the veterans, Greg Anderson, Jason, Jag. And, but you got this new up and coming talent that uh you know, like Derek being new right. but Tanner Gray, Erica Enders. Speaking of Tanner Gray, Erica Enders. What happened there? Well what I wanna know is why did we get cut off? Because we did a Instagram thing. You, correct. This was yesterday morning, right? Yeah. We we had NHRA come to us. And wanted us to do Instagram on their account, on their account, uh, a story or, or what have you. And so we're doing it And Jr. Well, I take that back. Jr. was doing it and I was actually sitting there on my phone 
and I was watching the replay of the Tanner Gray Erica Enders scuffle on the top end. Not a scuffle. Well, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say scuffle. Spat. Uh, yeah, a, a spat. Yeah, and so I, I thought it was kind of funny actually. Like, I, I'm watching it's this. It's entertaining. Yeah, and I'm watching this, and then we were laughing about it, and then we saw the Instagram story and they cut it off. Yeah, don't eh, don't do that. Don't do that. Like it was, it was actually, <laughs> it was actually entertaining. You're uh, watching what they showed. Yes. Right. But then I don't think they wanted on there because I don't think they like some of the comments or something. Whatever. But anyways, we could have made it funny. Yeah. It's all right. Well, I mean, you see this. This this is the troubling part is because they they want they want the confrontation. They get the confrontation. They've some in so many ways like told us that, right? Yeah. Like you guys need to do something. Don't be vanilla drivers. We we need we need confrontation. And so we we kind of uh we kind of wanted to uh, elaborate a little bit on it, but you look at uh you look at like the the argument of the situation. Tanner and Erica are racing each other. Obviously, uh, there's a little bit of uh, past history, yeah, between the between the, the those two groups, and um, they they're they're racing each other. They they go down into the shutdown area, and they neither one wants to let the other one turn off first, and Tanner makes the move to turn off first, and Eric had to get on the brakes and the because she was in the left lane closest to the turn off. Correct. He was in the right lane. So now maybe a little off topic, but this is actually something that we've brought to Graham Light's attention. But when we're going in the shutdown area, you don't always and this is in no defense of anybody in this situation, this is personal uh past instances that I've had, but when you're in the shutdown area and you're you don't exactly see everything when you're in the race car. You're you're looking ahead. You're getting everything. Your adrenaline's like pegged. Your adrenaline level is absolutely pegged, and you're you're going in the shutdown area. You're not necessarily just constantly on the lookout for the other car. You do see a, a flagman down there, um, but when the flagman does this or does this or does that or does, I have no clue what that. And means. no one has ever told you look for him to do this or this, and this means that and whatever. Like no, you just. Get in the car, and then like, you assume, like, I guess I should go or wait. Right. And and so there's – and this is actually something that we've brought to attention uh, – to the NHRA's attention is like, hey, why don't we have some sort of – if we're going to have somebody down there directing us, why don't we have either that person or you or somebody tell us what these directions mean? Because we don't know. I've always just assumed that, yes, the, the closer lane to the turnoff – has the right of way and that that's always a given but i've always just assumed that if i'm coasting down the shutdown area and i don't see another car next to me i'm gonna make the turn and i would say for a top fuel car that's kind of different because if you're closest to the turnoff like you gotta swing out usually to make the turnoff correct absolutely so yeah if you got if if i don't see anybody next to me and i'm close to the turnoff well I'm going to swing out 
hopefully not cut you off. Right. And I and, and we actually talked about this on the drive home and I actually did that to you a couple years ago, which I went over and apologized, but I didn't see you next next to me, so I kind of made the swing out and made a, the turn. A, and I a driver with any sense is always on the lookout for that also. Like, hey, this guy might swing over, like just be ready to slow down or stop. Right. So, okay, so let's go back to the to the Tanner and Erica thing. Uh in the shotgun area, Tanner is roughly a half to a full car length ahead. And now in a pro stock car, you, you know, uh, you can't see behind you. Now, do you have mirrors? They don't have mirrors. (laughs) You you have a post next to you. So could Tanner see her car there? Who knows? Nobody else was in the race car. Um, Do all of us all the time pay attention to the flagman? No. Now... Now he he made the decision to make a turn. My personal opinion is, you got two people with a little bit of back history between the teams, and neither one's going to budge. Now, could Tanner have paid attention to the flag guy and made the stop? Absolutely. Could uh, did Erica have the right of way in her lane to make the turn off? Absolutely. Could Erica have slowed down and just followed in suit? Uh, behind Tanner and both made the turn off. Yes. Turn off, absolutely. So, but you know, hey, they didn't, and 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 I don't think. I think in the situation, both of them could have made it an easier job for the other one. I think that uh, both of them were kind of you know you have like we talked about in the shutdown area, your adrenaline levels pegged. You have somebody with a little back history, right? I know I've done it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not calling Tanner a punk or anything like that because I like him. We get along. But I remember being his age, and like I can just see where he's coming from because I was once that guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have you have disagreement. It, it's it's the the ego. I'm still a punk. Yeah, we're all punks <laughs> at some point, but it's the the that adrenaline level, and it's the the ego that kind of comes out in the shutdown area of. I'm not gonna let him off first, right? You know, and, yeah, and especially he just outran her. Yeah, and and so, like I said, I've I've made decisions like that when I've been in the shutdown area and I'm running someone that I don't necessarily like, and it's just kind of one of those, you know, kind of your last little last little knock that you can do on the guy before you turn off, and and so you make that decision, but you you also have to live with the decisions that you make, and and. Uh, you know, I I think that there there's two sides of the story. I don't think either one's right or wrong right. in their their side of the story, but it definitely makes for good TV. Yeah, I was entertained by it. Seemed like they were using that bleeper a lot when they were talking. Yeah, they must have been saying "God bless" and right. I did hear "sweetheart," and I think that's what tipped her over the edge. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, what how how do you how do you in in that instance i mean what do you do if if you're running someone that you know you you have respect for because they're your competitor but you have uh that adrenaline level going and and there's that little bit of back history and you and you see that person cut in front of you what do you do i'm going to be pissed to be honest with you absolutely i'm going to go right over to him when i get out of the car and ask him what's going on Absolutely, but what do you do on the on the the other side of the scenario? If you're in the right lane and you know who you're running and you don't really care and you see him a little bit behind you, 
uh, in the shutdown area and you make that turn and then they come over to you. I don't know because I'm not going to say that I got it planned out or anything. It might just come to me at that moment. But I remember hearing stories of uh, the beer wars with Dixon and Kenny Bernstein. Say like Dixon would win around or win the race, whatever. They'll run each other. That Kenny would make sure to get off the track before him and then block him. Well, that keeps him from getting an interview right away, right? Can't say that I haven't done that myself. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> I think that there's... You know, it's just... As a driver, like like we talk about, there's, there's so many uh, instances where you your adrenaline level is through the roof and you just... Sometimes you just do little things to poke the bear. Right, right. That's the thing. Like, Tanner is a nice kid. He just knows how to get under people's skin. And people allow it. And, and, and people, But people feed off of it, too. Right. I mean, it's, I, right. You, you look, I, I really, I look at that class right now. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think Vincent Nobile's driving exceptionally well. But I, I look at uh, Erica and Tanner. Those two guys... <laughs> They're they're nasty good. I mean, they're really good. You you come down and then they have to run each other in the second round of that race. And Erica's double oh five on the tree and Tanner's oh fourteen on the tree. Right. I wouldn't want to run them. Either one of them. Exactly. And as a driver, you put yourself in that position where uh, those moments are. You could put those those moments on championship level racing for a championship because of those of those moments where you know your adrenaline levels up you know right. you kind of have that gut where this is a kind of a do or die round and I, I i think that you kind of build these situations up to where you know how to handle the pressure and at the end of the year you're able to race for a championship because you put yourself in these pressure pressure situations that you get a little bit of practice out of but both of these got i mean 005 and 014 in that instance, you know those two, they wanted every piece of that triple O light. I just hope that I'm not in a championship pressure situation and with Courtney and she drills me like that. She was 036 on your ass, bud. That's getting down there with pro stock stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I think the last time I've been 036 is when I was driving top fuel and I guessed and I was in deep. <laughs> that, that's pretty, pretty, pretty clutch, man. Yep. I saw we got some cool guests on here. Ron Caps is watching. I feel honored. Oh, how about our show? By the way, POTUS approved. <laughs> POTUS, president of the NHRA. My bad, not the POTUS. Well, but you know our POTUS. He's our POTUS. He he is our POTUS. But he said he only half likes it. Well, he said he he said he half likes it because half the time we're talking crap. Half the time we're not. So he only likes it half the time, he says. But it was actually kind of funny because we were at, what were we at? Blue Blue Moose? The Blue Moose. The Blue Moose. It was actually a good restaurant, actually, it was. by the way. And uh, we were we were there and, and we were having a, a nice, a nice uh, friendly dinner uh, with a couple other friends. And, and POTUS walks by. <laughs> so, hey, POTUS, what do you think of the show? No, we didn't even ask. He just walked up and said he watches. Oh, that's right. Maybe I had too many beers. I don't remember. You could probably tell the story better then. I just remember you walked up and said, hey, I watch your guy's show. But what do you think? 50% of me likes it. (laughs) 
Get enough for me. Buddy watches. <laughs> Get enough for me. POTUS, if you're watching, thanks for watching. Yeah, what size shirt you need, POTUS? You never did tell us. We asked him for a shirt. I don't know if he wants a Nomex Effect shirt. But we have we have a shirt ready for Glenn. Glenn I'm glad that Glenn's in the position. Me too. He's I, a good guy. He's he's actually he's he's a, an awesome guy. He you know, and, and the cool thing I like about Glenn is is kind of how how he's come up through and he he's worked a lot of different positions and but the, the the thing is 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 he he comes to you and he talks to you, and he's not sitting up in in the tower all day, in the air condition. He's not talking down on you or major ego or anything like that. No, and and, it, and it's cool to have somebody in that position where, good, bad, or indifferent, you could go to him and say, "Hey, man," and he, you'll get an honest response out of the guy. You're not going to get, hold on, let me let me get my approved message that I have to tell everybody out of his pocket and, and read off the script. I mean, the guy, like he wants to make the sport better. He wants to take it to the next level. He, and, uh, and, and I, I think with a couple of new guys coming in, I, I, I really like the, the direction that this is going. Time will tell. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, he, he definitely is the right guy for the job. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so we uh we put on a pretty cool contest last weekend. Um we did it on our uh our Instagram, our Twitter, Facebook. Uh gave away a t shirt and what we did, we did a, a thing called a, a pick the pros, uh where you pick one top fuel, uh a winner, top fuel runner up, funny car winner, funny car runner up. Pro it's hard to pick nowadays. It's brutally tough. Like I <laughs> And and actually, we we had a tie, and it went down to the tiebreaker, which is the winning reaction time, um, in, in the the top fuel class, and uh, and I think it, it came down to we gave two points if you pick the winner, and one point if you pick the runner up, and there there was a tie at three points, and uh, so we we gave a t shirt away, um, and I I think it's kind of a, a cool little thing, you know, get yeah, it gets everybody involved and keeps them excited, and you get a kick-ass t-shirt a nomex effect t-shirt what's better than that not much except potus doesn't want one <laughs> i don't understand so yeah so you know we're, we're what we want to do is we want to continue uh do it next couple races uh i know i always enjoy you know trying to figure it out and and uh you know a couple of my buddies from california we we that's where i have to give credit that's where you know we we kind of got the concept of this whole uh, pick the pros thing, we do it on the side. It's a fun thing that that we do. You call that fun? No, I call it f- uh, frustrating. We're correct, because it's we try to have fun with it, but it's frustrating because you sit, you know, Thursday night back in your hotel room, you're doing like, oh, I'm gonna do a little research on this. I'm gonna see who's been good at this track the last couple of years and who's been running good lately. And you'll spend an hour trying to figure <laughs> this stuff out, and then it's like, nope. No, they're not any good at you know, it's yeah. Uh, and then they go out and win, right? So it's it it. But it's kind of the cool thing about our sport right now is there's so many different winners and there's so many competitive cars that you just don't have one guy just running away yeah. with it. Where it's just ah, I'm going to pick this guy every week, you know. That's so, the way it needs to be. But yeah, well, I, you know, and it, it's there's just so so many different competitive teams. That that's what makes it fun. For sure, yeah. Your uh, pick the pros deal that you're involved with with uh, your California buddies. That's it's pretty uh, pretty intense for sure. Yeah, and it it, uh, it it gets it gets frustrating. A lot of it's bragging rights, 
There's a little money involved, or there may or may not be money involved. Monopoly money. I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, depends on who's listening. Although it's soon to be legal, right? Yes, and that's actually a good topic. Is betting on drag racing because yes, we do go to some races to where I have seen money exchange hands in the stands. Absolutely. During qualifying, that now there's an issue with that. Because they don't have any wind lights. And I hope you're watching. Hashtag wind, turn, turn the wind lights on. Wind light thief. We need the wind lights back on. We need the, we need the bedding in the grandstand. Yeah, dude, that is awesome watching them up there. They're like, come by. Yeah, you want me so much money today? I'm like, well, we're just qualifying. Doesn't matter. You got there first. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, like I've been to some different races uh, in the country, been to some grudge races, and you, you sit up in the grandstands and betting a hundred bucks on a pair, you know. Right. It, and I think that it's it's a cool thing because just like you said, it gets that fan interaction, it gets the fans pumped up. They come over to your pit and they're like, "Man, you won me all this money," and it, and it just it it builds. I believe that the, the fan base, it helps build the fan base for these drivers. It keeps them involved with what we're doing during qualifying. Like, I don't know. It just, it's frustrating. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that, uh, but I, I think it's a cool thing. I think if there's a way that our sport some way can get uh, betting sites or I, I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, I know there's a few casinos in Vegas where you can go make bets just for the Vegas events, though, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, which we tried to put some bets in, and they didn't let us. I don't know why. Well, they said there wasn't enough money to back up the bet. Oh, that's yeah. I remember that now. Which, it, you know, now looking back, I appreciate it because I didn't win. <laughs> But I was willing to wager some money. At that time, it was quite a bit of money. Right. So, But I, I think if we are if we were to get this back in and we were to get – find a way to get some websites. I do know that actually there is a website. Uh, what is it? Is it racedayscore.com? I don't know about that one. There, There is a website, racedayscore.com. You could go on there. Uh, it's a little bit like DraftKings. Okay. That's you, what we need. Yeah. And, and they, you have like a, a set salary – where you, you pick uh, from Top Fuel, Funny Car, Pro Stock, and Pro Stock Motorcycle when they're racing. Um, and you go and, and, and you try to figure out your team. You try to figure out uh, based off of X amount of dollars per player or per driver. And you try to set your team. And then they, they have a, a point structure based off of uh, your you, if you win. There's also points deductions if you hit the wall. If you cross the center line, win or lose on the whole shot. Um, so I think, but definitely one thing, if we're getting betting going on in the grandstands, they got to have the wind lights back on. Oh, you have to. How else are they going to know who won? You can't, can't guess. No. And even sometimes the TV angles don't show it right. Yeah, that's right. Where was that? Uh, Atlanta, right? Yeah. Cars are... Like this, right? Yeah. One guy's in front. Can't have a photo finish anymore. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Luckily, we got we got timing equipment that figures it out. But if we're going to get the bedding, we got to have the wind lights back on. So that way we know. 
I can't wait till we get to Richmond and those people that like to sit in the stands and bet can't bet. That that area, and I know that from a lot of the bracket racing that I've done, but in that area, these guys love to bet. They love to go in the grandstands. They love to bet. Are we having more sound issues? I guess. I don't know how it just did it on its own. What about now? Should be good. Sounds like it. Is it your phone? Maybe. Oh, man. That's no good. I guess they'll have to uh, listen to the podcast, which is now on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. Sound, SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com? Uh, yes, and eventually it'll be on iTunes. Yeah, so you can check that out. Check us out on, uh, uh, go on YouTube, follow our channel, No Mex Effect. And eventually it'll be on our website, which is in the works now. Alton is almost finished with it, correct? Yeah, yeah, we got, we got the website that we're working on, so hopefully, hopefully we get that stuff. And we'll have the store going too. Yeah. That'll be the other cool thing. We can get some sweet NoMX Effect stickers and hats and t-shirts. I don't know why we got sound issues now. What's it doing? What's it doing? The sound is better when you talk softly. I didn't know we were yelling. All right. Should we answer some questions? Yeah, let's do some some questions. We've... uh, Fireman. I saw that Caps had a comment that... The the track worker at the end of the track needs a red flag and a green flag. That's like, that's, I mean, as simple as that is, that's brilliant. I mean, you get a red flag in your lane, you stop, you get a green flag, you go. I don't know what an orange flag up, down, left, right, sideways, crossed. I, I mean, I'm no airplane pilot. Pilot, I, I I don't know what this what this all means. So, but yeah, no, that's that's a. Uh, that's a dang good idea, bud. I like it. Tommy D asked what was in my cup. It's non-alcoholic, so all you need to know. It's a protein shake. <laughs> Someone what? said you should be on an airplane. You going somewhere this weekend? Yes. Going to leaving uh, 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to Fontana, uh, putting on a... Uh, Chris Forsyth and I are putting on a race in uh, Fontana, uh, West Coast Classic. Ten grand to win, get you some money. Pretty cool event. Pretty cool little bracket race. We do are you racing? There. No, I'm not. I'm not racing. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be in the tower, and I'm going to be the guy that's sitting in the AC all day. Oh, nice. You're not going to go work the lanes. You got people for that. We uh well I've I've worked the lanes last year I was working the lanes so much that I I got pretty sunburnt so uh, I I think we're gonna we got some guys that are gonna do that we got some guys that are uh we got we the cool thing is we got we got ice cream giveaways we I mean we got prize giveaways we got product giveaways from a lot of different cool companies that have gotten involved with the with the racing so um we got uh, there's just so much stuff going on with within the race. Uh, of trying to not only keep the race going, but you know, keep these giveaways going and giving back to a lot of the racers. So we're uh, 
we'll be we'll be uh we'll be doing quite a bit quite a bit of work. Maybe poker on Monday. We could probably do that. We got David Deming. Do any of the pro teams use the regular season more for testing rather than being on kill and save it for the countdown? Um seems like any time a team is struggling they say they're testing. It's it's a good excuse. Um I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say that yes and no. Uh, I I do believe uh, that you're a little bit more flexible in the sense of that you'll be more willing to try things in the regular season. Um, to where in the countdown, you basically want to have it figured out. Uh, you really don't want to do much testing in the countdown. Um, I know a lot of teams start really kind of gritting down by count uh, by the Western Swing time. That way, when you go to uh, you go to Brainerd and you go to Indy, you're you're kind of already in the flow of things, uh, building that momentum up. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely through the uh, through the se- uh, through the through the, the the season, you'll you'll definitely be be testing. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to use up all your. Say you got a batch of clutch discs that you know aren't going to last the season. Well, you might try some stuff early on in the season and then save that for when the countdown starts. Yeah, absolutely. And we still got some audio issues. I don't know how we haven't changed anything. I think it's your phone. Possibly. Once we get all this stuff figured out, it'll be good. Tom Roshek Jr. is not happy though. What other questions we got here? Who's your top five favorite Nitro funny car drivers of all time? I'd put Snake at the top of the list. Yeah, I I, I liked the uh, Snake Skull Bandit car. Yeah, you know what other car I liked was uh, Caps's uh, Copenhagen car. Yeah, I liked the Brute car. The Brute car was pretty cool. Yeah, he- Selzy had some cool cars. His Oakley car, yeah, the Oakley car is pretty sweet. Um, obviously, I, I like Blue Max. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with the Blue Max. I got a Blue Max shirt I'll break out from time to time. Who else was some good? Uh, you There's know, what, too many to list. You know, what one I, I I've always thought was like just flat badass was John Force when he had that little character on the side. And he's holding his hands out with yeah, all his that, rings. Yeah, that was cool. That was way cool. When I was younger, though, I liked the one that, uh, when he had the flames on the nose, like, I always thought that was a badass-looking car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he always had some pretty cool stuff. Let's see what we got. We got some more questions in here. Lone said at the uh, Lights Out No Mercy races, which those are Ducks races, right? Looks like the uh, New York Stock Exchange every pair. Some betting going on in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Ducks races? I think so. Uh, that guy had me dying laughing last week. It, 
what was he calling everything? Pro fraud? Pro fraud, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That that was uh he he has he has some good ones. Sometimes he's a little over top, but he he had some good ones. The, the pro fraud thing was that was quite comical. I don't know any sign language, Bobby. Here, let me see something real quick. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's clearly Facebook Live is the problem. So if uh, if you have an issue, tune into the podcast, which, like I said, it's on SoundCloud. Eventually, it's going to be on iTunes, hopefully later this week. You can uh, watch it on our uh, or listen on our website when it's up and running. I don't have a link right now, but just go to SoundCloud and type in Nomex Effect. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get this uh, figured out. Um, we're going to have to talk with... Uh, Zuckerberg, Seagull, while we're having issues here. Stinking Zuckerberg. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, usually the Facebook live stuff's... Usually it's always pretty good. Tim Charlotte, what's the link to the podcast? Go to uh, SoundCloud and type in Nomex Effect and you'll see the logo pop up and there's... uh episodes two and three are on there then we'll have this one on there once we're done yeah and uh if we could get all this stuff figured out but obviously on our um on our uh youtube channel nomex effect you could go in there chad we're not going to type in the link <laughs> just go to it okay don't be lazy just go there's like a little bar that you could go to the top What else we got here? All right, guys, send in some questions. If you want some questions, we can uh, – should should have uh, – cover most of our topics, I think. What other, what other stuff? I didn't get a chance to watch a TV show. My my DVR didn't, didn't uh, record it. Yeah, during the rain delay, which – did anybody come in and interview you at all during the rain delay? No. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the the liberty of that. Yeah, me either. So I was fast forwarding either this morning or last night. So I saw they did some sit down interviews with people during the rain delays. But yeah, once they went, we went back racing. Mine didn't record, and I tried going back and watching on all access, and it's not on there yet either. I don't know how long you got to wait for that. Uh, probably a couple couple uh, couple weeks. Hopefully, hopefully not. Does, uh, does Chad Neighbor know how to work audio? Can he come come out here and help us? I don't know. I, I I think I think the internet signal's weak or something. Shouldn't be. All right. Well, should we wrap it up since we got audio issues now? We're gonna we're gonna fix this audio stuff. Um, I'm not sure what we got going on here, but we apologize about that. We'll uh, we'll get this audio stuff figured out. Um, we'll, uh, we'll try to figure out, uh, what this deal is. We're going to come back. We're going to do, uh, we'll see if we can get another show or we'll, we'll get something going. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, make sure you guys, uh, send in your questions. 
Um, if we can't get the audio stuff figured out, then uh, we'll definitely uh, answer all the questions. We can answer them uh, if you send them in on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram. Um, we'll we'll get everything uh, we'll get everything answered at some point. So let it, let us figure this out. Yeah, go to uh, go to the YouTube channel. Go to uh, SoundCloud. Like I said, keep checking iTunes. We'll have it up there uh, ASAP. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.